0: Every sports fan knows it's not about how you start the season. It's about how you finish. At MyBookie 2020 finishes strong with NFL, college football, and the return of NBA action. Sign up today to receive a halfway deposit match up to $1,000. And while you're at it, ring in the holidays with six days of giveaways. You heard it here first. From December 21st to December 26th, MyBookie's hooking players up with free bets, casino chips, and blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes. And it's all week long. To get in, on the action it's simple sign up make your first deposit and enter promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo to claim your bonus and start taking advantage of the holiday freebies head over to my bookie and discover this year's batch of fun on-site promotions and win big with six days of giveaways this holiday season bet with the best bet with my bookie Today on the Zabecast, Riverboat Ron made a deal with the devil on Dwayne Haskins. And how'd that work out? Not too good. Andy Poland joins me to dissect the disaster. The Packers are taking it to the Titans at Lambeau. The snow is there, but no fans. Will that change in January? All that plus Shootatron 3000's amazing new personal best for threes. Your 30 minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. ho, ho, ho! Monday, December 28, 2020, thank you for downloading, and you are looking live at Brother-in-Law Todd's basement, where I am camped out with my laptop, with my trusty Rodecaster Pro, and my headset, my uh, audio, my Audio-Technica headset microphone, I can podcast from anywhere. Right now the Green Bay Packers in a beautiful snow globe of a game have just gone up 12 to nothing on the Tennessee Titans as it looks like they are having their way. They're going for two now and oh, they got stopped so it's going to stay at 12 nothing. Missed extra point on the first touchdown and they went for two and didn't get it. Assuming this result holds and the Packers get to 12 and 3. They will have clinched home field advantage, and the road to the Super Bowl will go through Green Bay. And that is huge if they can hold on to this game. And if it doesn't happen this week, it could happen next week, but it'd be nice to wrap it up this week. It's going to be exciting. I just wish there were fans. I get frustrated looking at all these empty stadiums thinking, everybody knows goddamn well. There's no reason you can't have these stadiums a quarter full. You can't. There's no reason you can't have 15,000, 20,000. In fact, some places they have them. Kansas City, I don't know how many they have in the stands. They don't show the stands a lot uh, when there's fans in them. But they've had fans in Kansas City to start the year and now to end the year. And that makes a difference, I believe. Rodgers has been saying, I would love to have the fans back, but the Packers have just been slow to do it. Oh, by the way, have you seen the state of Wisconsin's COVID chart lately? Oh, of course not, because it has gone way down. The typical ramp up and peak and down on the other side, playing out just like the virus plays out in every region in which it pops up. It's an eight to 10 week thing. It ramps up, it spikes, and then it goes down. And then the subsequent waves are going to be smaller and smaller and smaller. This is basic epidemiology 101 that has been known about for some time, but now we've forgotten all of it. So I just watched this game tonight, and there's some fans in the stands, but they're employees of the team. They could easily have 10,000 in there rattling around and, and just giving the game a bit of a more festive vibe. I don't know if they'll do it for the playoffs. That's going to be the big question. I don't know what level of COVID activity, cases, hospitalizations, or deaths would be low enough for the Packers to go, you know what? We should probably allow some fans in. But I'll mark my words. If they don't allow any fans in the playoffs, then um, that is a gosh damn shame. Can I say gosh damn on this podcast? I think I can. Speaking of the fans... Today, J.J. Watt, after the game for the Texans, in which they lost to the Bengals, gave an impassioned speech about what it means to be a pro and
1: who he really feels bad for. If you can't come in and put work in in the building, go out to the practice field and work hard, do your lifts and do what you're supposed to do, you should not be here. This is a job. We are getting paid a whole lot of money. There are a lot of people that watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch of and they care about it. They care every single week. We're in week 16, and we're 4-11, and there's fans that watch this game that show up to the stadium that put in time and energy and effort and care about this. So if you can't go out there and you can't work out, you can't show up on time, you can't practice, you can't want to go out there and win, you shouldn't be here. Because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're 4 and 11, if you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's bullshit. So that's how. I just, I think it's, that's, there are people every week that still tweet you, that still come up to you and say, hey, we're still rooting for you. We're still behind you. They have no reason whatsoever to. We stink. (laughs) But they care. And they still want to win, and they still want you to be great. That's why. Those people aren't getting paid. We're getting paid handsomely. That's why. And that's...
0: (sighs) He went on for about another 30 seconds right there. Clearly, J.J. Watt needs to be rescued from Houston. He needs to get on a team in which he can enjoy his golden years as a professional. And wouldn't he look great in green and gold in his home town state is that even a word hometown state of green bay i don't know what they would want maybe they'd want a young quarterback of the future in jordan love and maybe a thick-legged running back from boston college <laughs> the packers are uh, are going to win tonight i'm confident and then they're going to they're going to wrap up home field they're going to finish the year They're 12 and 4 13 and 3 Having taken a zero in the draft this year with their first and second round picks, and I know I'll oh, pick. Yeah, <laughs> all right, Packers. Um, I know guys like Aaron Nagler, Cheesehead TV. He's always carrying the G. He's always defending the organization, saying, "Hey, man, just because your first and second round pick doesn't contribute right away doesn't mean they're bad picks." I disagree. I respectfully disagree. I think first-rounders and second-rounders should start contributing right away, especially first-rounders. Got to play a little bit. Neither guy has played hardly at all. But anyway, let's get J.J. Watt into a Packers uniform, and that would be great. There was a Titans lineman before the game who decided to walk out on the field in shorts and bare feet through the snow. I forget his name. It doesn't matter. Idiot McStupid should be his name. Oh, you're really tough, aren't you? You can endure cold on your on your footsies for a little bit. Wow, that's great. How does that help you win a game? Is it a mindset thing? This is such a football guy move. Oh, watch this. I'm going to show you how tough I am. No, you're just going to uh, adversely affect the blood flow in your feet for a short period of time. They may go back to being just fine, but what if they're not quite right? How does that help you? It's a little bit of speed you're scrubbing off of your overall performance, is it not, as an athlete? Don't you want to really peek for the game and not do anything? You wouldn't slam your fingers in a door jam to prove how tough you are. Like, oh, watch this. Wham! Ah, I'm not crying. It didn't hurt. And I'm going to go walk out in the snow. I'm going to get my toes frostbite. See? I'm not cold. You know what? I'm going to run 20 stairs right before the game. 20 sets of of, of stair gassers. <laughs> See? I'm not tired. Does it help you perform or not? That should be the only criteria you think about. Speaking of performance... Before I get to Andy Polin and the disaster that was the Wolfskins, how about Steph Curry knocking down an incredible 105 three-pointers in a row on camera, no trick photography, no editing, a a five-and-a-half-minute barrage That is believed to be a personal best. He had since done something like 77 straight. Who knows what the record even is? Steph Curry has sort of fallen out of favor with me for a variety of reasons. But I still marvel at what an incredible shooter he is. He really is Shootatron 3000. Watch the video. It's online. 105 threes made in a row. And yet, Ben Simmons, also a star in this league, can't, he couldn't make, if you said, Ben, I'm going to lock the gym until you make 105 threes, he'd never get out. <laughs> Empty gym with guys helping him. No, still locked in the gym. Steph Curry, shoot a Tron, 3000. Every sports fan knows it's not about how you start the season, it's about how you finish. At myBookie, 2020 finishes strong with NFL, college football, and the return of NBA action. Sign up today to receive a halfway deposit match up to a thousand dollars, and while you're at it, ring in the holidays with six days of giveaways. You heard it here first: from December 21st to December 26th, myBookie's hooking players up with free bets, casino chips, and blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes, and it's all week long. To get in on the action, it's simple. Sign up, make your first deposit, and enter promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your bonus and start taking advantage of the holiday freebies. Head over to MyBookie and discover this year's batch of fun on-site promotions and win big with six days of giveaways. This holiday season, bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. Time now for Andy Pollan and the disaster that was Dwayne Haskins and the Wolfskins at home against Carolina in what was supposed to be Ron Rivera's big revenge game.
2: Well, that will close the book on Dwayne Haskins for the day and probably close the book on his Washington career. 14 of 28, 154 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble. And Taylor Heineke into the game. Hooks up with Steven Sims on his first throw of the day for eight yards. Haskins picked 15th in the 2019 draft. Coaching change here in Washington didn't get off to a good start. Where the new staff didn't deliver, had a chance to perform here today.
0: And there it was the brutal. Truth from one Iron Eagle on Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field. Of course, we have the one and only, the man I need to talk to right now. I need his wisdom and his sage experience because he and I have been through a lot of this surus. Is that the right word, Andy? Surus yeah, 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 yeah. through the years. Sure. Sure. Here we go. Again. Yeah. A, wow. A, a, a wow.
2: Fitting eulogy on the career of Dwayne Haskins from Rabbi Eagle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rabbi Eagle. He, yes, he, he put it quite right right well. Like,
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, I'm a I'm a big Iron Eagle fan. I think he is outstanding. And no, I, I thought have... his ability to deliver that when it was most needed was so good so many play-by-play guys andy would either not realize the big picture or they would choose not to go there
2: yeah well you know I, i've known ian since he was an intern at wfan
0: oh humble brag
2: uh, well, yeah, i'm just but, kidding
0: it's hey it's not a humble brag if it's true good for you andy
2: i actually i, I tried to hire him when uh, we started the the radio station in washington nice and and uh he was obviously smart enough to turn me down and uh went on to a pretty good career but yes uh capturing that you know maybe he sensed that in the meetings that he had with Ron Rivera you know the announcers always have that a day or two before the game sure so maybe his sense was you know this is his last chance and if he craps the bed here good night party over it's it's all done well I think
0: when you get benched for a five-team out of football, former XFL undrafted free agent out of Old Dominion? No. That's as bad as it gets when you think you are some first-round show pony who said on draft night, the league done, messed up. Yep. yep wow. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then, of course, he had the uh – famous bowling party with his father, and they formed Haskins and Haskins and asked for a number that had only been worn once in the entire history of the franchise by a quarterback who took them to two Super Bowls, the only quarterback to do that. Um, you know, I mean, there, there are you know half a dozen things that you can point to where he has uh, been entitled uh, leading up to what happened last Sunday. And now the book is closed. It's over. It they is closed. another car. It is, you know, it
0: is over. It is yeah. done. It is finished. And there's a larger point to be made about what about Rivera? Because I said when this came down, when it was clear during the week, when Haskins got first-team walk-through reps on Wednesday – I said, you know, it looks like he's going to start because if all the King's men and all the King's horses can't put Alex back together again after a week and a half off for a calf injury. It tells me he's not ready to go. And so, therefore, I said at the time, I go, you know, they could lose with Haskins, which would be the worst of both worlds. You would fail to set to plant your flag on the new culture, which is a huge thing, I would think. And then secondly, you lose anyway. And so this has turned out disastrously for Ron Rivera. How much of this sticks to him?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that he's built up enough goodwill that he can shed this, especially as soon as he's able to shed Haskins. He, he made a deal with the devil here, and uh, I, I, I frankly didn't blame him because if, if he either uh, deactivates Haskins or uh, cuts, cuts him, him – then and, and then goes with, with Heineke and he loses the game. He's got 52 guys looking at him in the locker room saying, you know, I know he screwed up, but, you know, we were right on the doorstep here. And no, he I know, but
0: but he he didn't, and they lost badly with him. I'm and saying, you could argue Heineke might have given him a fighting chance.
2: Might have, but I, I think that he thought that that he would get a chance with Haskins. I think he thought his best chance was with Haskins and with the other fifty-two guys in the locker room, he had to look at them and say, "What's our best chance to win?" I know. Holt Do you? Knows, I know.
0: You know De- well, but- this is the thing: deals with the devil almost always go badly for the person uh, 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 making the deal.
2: Uh, understood. But you know, even the saintly Joe Gibbs, um, we've we've you oh. know we've we've heard oh. the stories. Don't
0: you don't know? you dare! Don't you <laughs> well, dare invoke the name of Joseph. Jackson Gibbs, you son
2: of a bitch! But but he, on occasion, would look the other way when it was necessary <laughs> for Hall of that. Famers like John Riggins. Yes, we have not story. a turd
0: like this guy Haskins.
2: I understand, but but it's 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 not apples to apples, but there are some similarities here. Do you want me to tell the story of what happened in San Diego? for Andy, the Monday Night game?
0: No, I don't, because okay. it's a because Haskins is a known dummy, who doesn't get it, never got it, won't get it, and will be out of the league shortly. And you're going to go back to the Gibbs era in which there was some Hall of Famer that did something stupid and he overlooked it.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, this is this is also what Gibbs would do, and I don't know if Rivera did this as well, but when he'd have a situation that might be similar to this, he would take his leadership counsel, the seven or eight guys that he leaned on for this, and and would say to them, what do you think we should do here? Now, I don't know if Rivera did that, if he just did this on his own. Uh, if it works out and they win the game, and you go, okay, that's it. Good. They clinch the division. Now you get Alex Smith ready to play a playoff game, then you say it's probably worth it, right?
0: I guess if it yeah. had worked out. But then you got to ride with him through the next game and through the playoff game if they're able to secure one. Well, See, that's the that problem.
2: Alex Smith, you're hoping if you win today You're hoping Alex
0: Smith is healthy and can ride it for two more weeks on that gimpy leg? You're fucking know. crazy. Alex Smith is not going to play more than ten snaps the rest of the way. And then he's going to retire in the offseason.
2: He might, but but I think I think when you're looking at the situation of getting into the playoffs, and for this team, as 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 bad as the season has been, they considered it a win to get in at seven and nine. And if they did that with Dwayne Haskins, yeah. then you look back and you still cut him at the end of the year. But at least you accomplished the goal for the football team, which was to get to the playoffs. Yeah,
0: I would have cut him. I would have cut yeah. him and I would have said, you know what, we may lose. But this gentlemen, this may be our finest hour, kind of like an Apollo 13. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and look, if, if... Give Heineke the first team reps. I mean, how bad was Steven Montez? This team can run the football, by the way.
2: Yeah, but here's here's how much confidence they had in Montez. Last week, they made Montez active, and they made Heineke available, and they were going to play Montez, but, quote, from Rivera, if the moment got too big for him, we were going to go to Heineke, so you know, there, there is such a. I mean, look, but Heineke was taking classes online at ODU. I He's know. the Corona quarterback. I I, was, I, he, I know. You know. I know
0: this guy. He is he is King Jabroni. He's been on five teams. Yeah. Including an XFL team,
2: uh, you know. And look, he, he threw a touchdown there. And I've seen Twitter. Oh, if they'd have started him, they <laughs> won by thirty. He was playing Sunday no. football in the park. He's running around, and they're all. All Carolina cares about is them eating up the clock. And he finally there... gets one in the end zone. Who cares?
0: Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of people griping about as well the uh, the quick whistle on the fumble, and yeah, that was man. a terrible, terrible call. But as I said on Twitter, I go look. Let's not get ourselves twisted here. Carolina raced out 20 to nothing. They saw that Haskins stunk like a dirty diaper, and they went into a patented Stanley Hudson maneuver from the office. This is a run-out-the-clock situation, and that's what they did. Now, I I wouldn't have done it that way because they were one onside kick away from it being a little bit squirrely, you know?
2: Yeah, but the onside kicks are really hard to recover. I'd, I, I mean.
0: wouldn't want to come to that. Like to me, Heineke comes in, you play him straight, you don't play him prevent, and you squash him out, and then you be aggressive on offense, you score one more time, and then the game is truly, truly over. Instead they yeah. played an extended prevent of about ten minutes and change. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's
0: about right. But Or maybe more than that actually. When did yeah. he come in? He came in after the well, actually the first hat, the first drive by Carolina ate up almost two-thirds of the f- third quarter.
2: Yeah, and then they turned it over. I mean, I, I thought they were going to yeah. score there and, and put it away. And, uh, you know, Rivera was asked about the idea of, of starting Heineke in the second half, and he said, well, because Haskins had played well in the second half last week, he thought that might happen again. So,
0: yeah. I don't know. Well, the, the, the good news out of today is that we've got our own J.J. Watt except he might be better than J.J. Watt, and he's not injured. Because R99 and Chase Young is an absolute game-wrecker. Holy
2: shit. Yeah, this this was another big swig and miss by Boz. Who was ready to put the bus label on <laughs> no. a month ago? Uh, this, uh, you know, Boz. Uh, baseball season's not that far away. Uh, why don't you concentrate on those numbers instead of trying to compare his numbers right. to? I don't know. Uh, you name it. He, he's he, he is he is special. Boy, he yeah. he is. uh, Hopefully he stays healthy because he he looks like he's going to be a killer.
0: Before we get to the craptastic finish to this craptastic NFC East season, real quick, Haskins apparently declined to be interviewed by the media and then Redskins, Woofskins PR had to chase him down. Did you see that on Twitter? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because uh, it's – and I think Ben Ben Standing had this, that it's a league rule that if you start a game and are not injured, you have to talk to the media afterwards. Oh, and, oh, oh, oh. did they – as of
0: this hour, we're taping just before the Sunday night game, uh, has Haskins spoken? Did they track him down?
2: I haven't seen anything, and I, I imagine if they get it, it won't be any audio. It'll just be some, you know, cut
0: Generic quotes. quotes. That, yeah. Wow, what a pussy. What yeah. – I mean, seriously, every – Red flag on this guy, Andy, turned out to be correct. Started with his wackadoo dad. Remember the reporter that got sideways with Haskins' dad prior to the draft? Yeah. yeah, And it was like, you're, you're trying to make my son look bad. and His dad was being all weird and combative over just basic reporting of what his son was doing.
2: He was picked because he went to the same high school as the owner's son. I know. That's it. You you don't make choices like that. You know, D- Danny is 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 the guy who's owned this team for twenty one years. He's crashed a fleet of Bentleys. He he you can't let him drive. Oh, I'm just gonna drive this one time. Boom! Hits a tree. You know. Oh, I'm gonna drive this one time hit a telephone pole. What does he hit on when he's made his own choices? I know. They overpaid for McNabb. Um. Okay, the RG3 thing, Shanahan was apparently in on. That, that, Shanahan,
0: he was okay with that. you know, I, I, here's what I get the sense of. Shanahan didn't want McNabb in the first right. place, but he felt he had to because his guys that he had stunk as well, and he was feeling the heat from above. And then the RG3 thing, as soon as Dan got the whiff of, I got to have this guy, Shanahan knew, I can't, even with my two Super Bowl rings, I can't overcome that. Like, owners on the chessboard of the NFL, Andy, are still more powerful than Super Bowl winning coaches making $7 million a
2: year. Yeah, well, I mean, and and the one who who is at least open about it, uh, at least played major college football and won a, a national championship. But, you know, what has he done? since uh, ju- since uh, Jerry <laughs> fired uh, Jimmy. You know, yeah. I mean, w- 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 what has happened to that I, team? So-
0: I, I understand that. And, and And the thing that's crazy is that even Bruce Allen, who I thought had Dan's ear, who I yeah. thought was able to talk Dan out of numerous bad ideas, couldn't talk him out of Haskins. And now yeah. we're seeing the wreckage of it. And now we're left to pick up the pieces. But this is a case study in which, See, the whole red flags on certain players only gets problematic when it's a black quarterback because of the league's history at that position. Would you agree? Um, any, I mean, any bringing up of red flags on a black quarterback instantly draws the kind of backlash of, hey, wait a minute, that's these undertones of what are you, being racist about it? If a white quarterback had the same red flags, every one of them, as Haskins had – trust me it'd be fully reported and talked about
2: well it really wasn't with Ryan leaf i mean there there were some there were some flags there and uh and a, and, a, and a hall of fame general manager traded up to get him so i don't yeah, know
0: yeah i don't know i just I just think that you know going forward let's believe red flags for what they are because this kid was so not clued into what it takes to play in this league and what it takes to succeed in this league and man what a finish Twelve of fourteen of twenty eight three. What was his final line here? Let me get the stats up. Oh, here. his
2: first half, thirty six <laughs> yards I passing, know. three turnovers. Come on, you can't do any worse than that.
0: Um, I don't know. Maybe if he starts if he starts this week in Philly. See, that's the other thing. How do you know he won't start in Philly?
2: Well, the the, the question was put to Rivera in the post game, and he and he said, you know, would you think about starting Heineke next week? He said, "We'll have to see how Alex Smith is." So I don't think there's any consideration being given to Dwayne Haskins. In fact, this is now a nice convenient excuse to just deactivate him. You know, he skipped the news conference. You know, just 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 be done with him. You know, if, 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 if Alex Smith can't play, so what? Pick up another street quarterback and go in with Heineke. I I I, I can't. Why not can't let see them?
0: Why not let Logan Thomas play?
2: Uh, you know, there was a point in the game where they were running the ball so why not? well. I thought, you know, let's 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 line him up at center and he and have him run the option. Either he, he runs it or he, pitch it.
0: He would not be any worse than Tim Tebow, no, no. worse than Tim Tebow, and they they won games. Both oh. the Bronco, <clears throat> excuse me, the the Broncos, <laughs> yeah.
2: the Broncos. game.
0: <clears throat> I know, I know, he did. So, uh, speaking of playoffs, Andy, because we are mm-hmm. still here for the playoffs. There, my voice is good for that. Uh, a craptastic NFC season comes to a head in Philly. With the Eagles already eliminated, but the Wolfskins with huge problems at quarterback. And if the Wolfskins lose to Philly, who may just beat Washington for fun, right? Mm-hmm. They're bad, Philly is. I watched them today against Dallas. Here in my brother's brother-in-law's basement where I'm at right now in Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia market. They're bad. Yeah. But we're bad, too. Right. Right. And they at least have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who can play a little bit. And if the Wolfskins lose, then the winner of the Giants and the Cowboys takes the division at six wins.
2: Yeah, which would be a first. that uh, No team has ever won a division at six. So, yeah, uh, that's bad. That's really bad. It's hard to believe the division was that bad top to bottom. But uh, that's where we are. Now, look. Let's suppose some team ran away with it. Let's say let's say some team was headed towards ten or eleven wins. Would they have ridden the Haskins train as far as it would go? Would would they have not gone through this crazy thing with the you know, yanking him after four? Could they could have could Rivera have said week after week, look, we've still gotta see this I is don't know. developmental year? I don't know. I think I think I think he would have screwed himself out of it somewhere along the line. This this kid is is so immature and so not ready to be an NFL quarterback, yeah. it, this would have gone bad at some point.
0: When you and I tossed, talked last week, it was before the news came out that he had basically yeah. had a stripper party for his girlfriend's birthday. Right. I mean, when you heard that, what would you think?
2: Oh, God. I mean, come on. And, <laughs> and first, first of all, the, the, the thought that he wasn't going to get caught, that, that, that nobody would have a cell phone where the video would make its way out, you know, th- th- this was like fifteen years ago. Right, we had we had cases like this. Do you of, think? Of-
0: do you think he figured? Yeah, it might get out, but so what? It's my yeah. life. It's outside of you know the game itself. Big deal. Like he's so dense, I wouldn't be shocked if he thought, yeah, whatever, man. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of playing for this team anyway. I wanted to be drafted by the Giants, so the sooner I get out of here, the better. What the hell, Yolo? Yeah. Let's have a party. He might have thought that he yeah, really is knows? that dense.
2: Yeah, look. I mean, we had we had the mysterious stomach flu after he got moved from oh. first to third string. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. He, and he now whatever this, su- whatever suits him. Uh, it, look, you know, Bill Parcells don't ever draft a quarterback. Who hasn't started for two full years? Don't ever do it. How about
0: don't draft an Ohio State quarterback?
2: That'd be a good start too. They it. have Is not had one. one? Uh,
0: who's the best Ohio State quarterback uh, to ever come out?
2: Uh, I can't think of one off the top. I don't know. I don't don't have a Rex Kern, <laughs> who played defense, a white guy who played defensive back in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Somebody already has the post up here because it's like don't draft uh, guys. Uh, let's see here. History of Ohio State quarterbacks uh, in school history. Uh, as, as far as pros go, uh, not very good. Mike Tomzak might be the guy. <laughs> Mike fucking Tomzak. You, and there's your Rex Curran, sixty-eight to seventy. Art <laughs> Schleister, who had a massive gambling problem. Bobby Hoying played yeah. for three years. Uh, in the league for the Eagles. Craig Krenzel kicked around in the NFL. Joe Germain, Terrell Pryor, who really didn't do much in the league except for played wide receiver. And then Troy Smith uh, was the backup in Baltimore, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Latest Buckeye to win the Heisman Trophy, Troy Smith. Mm. And okay. now there's another one coming. There's another one coming who could fall to us, in theory, in fields.
2: Yeah, yeah. But that's that's possible, although I guess the Jets might take them. Oh,
0: God. All right, uh, speaking of finishes. I want to play this for you because I know it'll bring back good memories. Just blurt out what this is as soon as you hear it. Alcoa presents fantastic finishes. You remember these, Andy? Fantastic finishes presented by Alcoa.
2: I remember Alcoa. I'm trying to think where they where would they have run these.
0: They ran these during games. Okay. In the NFL, they were sort of the companion pieces to the IBM Presents You Make the Call pieces. Oh,
2: okay. real, real. Alcoa aluminum, or do you remember that? For half a century,
1: Aluminum has played an important role. In- <laughs> so yeah. so
0: here, here it is. It was like first half of the little highlight reel and then a commercial for Alcoa in the middle and then another 20 seconds of the back end. It's a neat one-minute package. For the lean and lively cars of the 80s. Because the more aluminum we put into them, if you don't buy Alcoa aluminum. You're buying shit. Get out of them. Only Seriously. Alcoa for me. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. Oh, and then there, there was at the end. I can't Seriously. believe you don't remember those.
2: I do remember them. You know, I need the video to, to get a better picture, but I'm just, I'm just thinking in my mind. A guy sitting on his couch saying to his wife, yeah, uh, after the game, I'm going to have to run out uh, to the hardware store to buy some aluminum. Like, you know, (laughs) what's your market? Or or, I don't
0: know. Maybe he was trying to influence car makers and GM, like, hey, buy our aluminum. That's the best aluminum out there. Here's your IBM. You make the call.
2: IBM presents... You make the call. if yeah. Hugh Green of Tampa Bay heads for the corner and crosses the goal line with his feet inside the pylon while holding the ball above the pylon. Now you make the call. Is this a touchdown?
0: You make the call, Andy. Is that a touchdown?
2: Harry, Harry Callis with yeah. uh, probably four packs of cigarettes before he recorded that.
0: Here's a commercial for an IBM personal computer that...
2: <laughs> the best, most up-to-date programs... <laughs> including the these old
0: these old computers we used to have were such <laughs> shit. They couldn't well, do we, anything.
2: We started talking about Ian Eagle. You know, his father was Jack Eagle, and Jack Eagle was an actor. I don't know actor, who that is. And he played he played a monk, a Jewish guy. Played a monk in a Xerox commercial. And at that time, a machine that made oh yes, it, it's a miracle. No.
0: That's yeah. Iron Eagle's dad? Yeah. Oh, my today, God. Probably 10
2: years ago. But, that, yeah, that was his dad. That's fantastic.
0: Hold on. Here we go for the finish of You Make the Call. What call did you make. The pylon is considered out of bounds, and if the ball does not break the plane of the goal line inside the pylon, it is not a touchdown. No touchdown. I mean, as a kid, it didn't get any better than, Ooh, ooh, IBM, you make the call. i will going to get it right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one That's last United way commercials. Right? All right. So guess what? Right, so <laughs> not guess what? Let me get you on record. Is this team winning the division?
2: <sighs> I'll say no.
0: I, no I, I'll, I'll, fucking chance.
2: I say Dallas, Dallas beats the giants next week and Philadelphia beats Washington. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, I think being in Philly is going to be too tall of a task. Yeah. No yeah. matter who, um, who ends up starting at quarterback.
2: Mm, I agree. What happens? I, I,
0: what happens to Dwayne? Is he deactivated this week? You can't have him around the team, not well, after he shined the media. You know, you got to be, you got to be a man. You got to man up and you know talk to the media. He knows that, or he should yeah. know that.
2: Uh, you know, look, I, do, do they go into next week with Tyler Heineke and Steven Montez? as their only quarterbacks?
0: Yeah, and I guess and, they might. Yeah, well, it, well, and Alex.
2: They'll have Alex in play. I mean, run, Alex, Alex, run Alex. Run Alex as
0: much as he can.
2: Yeah, if, if, you know, if, if, if Alex just have Alex hand off, I guess. I don't know. Uh but yeah, I mean he, he this this is really blown up in in Rivera's face here. Yeah. Uh, there there really is is not a real good recovery for him on this.
0: Uh by the way, the uh news report as well today just to finish the Wolfskins here, they're going to apparently hire a GM. Yeah, in Marty the off season. And Marty they Ernie. want it to be a seasoned executive. A seasoned yeah. veteran at GM, which would rule out Kyle Smith, who's in the building, who's younger, who really, according to the people who know this stuff, has been killing it with some of these draft picks, right,
2: right, yeah, so he may leave, and uh, look, uh, you know, people go with who they're familiar with, and if if Rivera is bringing in the GM. Well, he's not going to want to bring in a guy he's going to butt heads with, so he's worked with Marty Herney before. Marty Herney used to cover the team when he was with the Washington Times. Former sports writer. Yeah, learned the ropes from Bobby Beathard, went with him to San Diego, and then, you know, went out on his own. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I can't see anybody. Martin Mayhew's name has come up. They have to talk to minorities to satisfy the Rooney How about Louis Riddick? Louis Riddick would be great. I don't think he would come here. Why do you think he'd be great?
0: Why do you think he'd be great, by the way?
2: Because he comes across break, I don't
0: know. <laughs> Here's where I wonder about Riddick. Riddick tweeted Riddick said on ESPN he's been very, very disappointed in Haskins mm-hmm. because he's been a huge Haskins supporter in the offseason. Like, hmm. didn't you didn't you hear how firmly he was behind Haskins talking him up, basically saying that last year was not his fault because of the dysfunction with Jay and the organization? And I'm thinking to myself, why the whole time I'm like, does uh, Riddick know Haskins? Is there a connection there? Does he have intel that we don't have? Or is he just rooting for the guy because he likes him? And I thought about that when I heard his, I'm very disappointed, thinking, well, how are you going to be as a GM? Are you going to be neutral and honest in your assessment? Or are you going to root for guys?
2: It's a good point. I mean, he was, he was with the team when Sean Springs was, was playing. Right. And so, you know, Sean Springs is the guy who's really responsible for him being here. He he brought his family from New Jersey to live at his house and yeah. had him go to Bullis and you know, and then And by him
0: you from- mean Haskins, you don't mean yeah. Lewis Rich. Haskins,
2: yeah. right, right. Okay. So so maybe maybe there's that connection, the Sean well, Springs. Connection. I don't want
0: I don't want Marty Herney and he's a super nice guy, and I got to meet him when he worked at uh SB Nation Radio
2: because mm-hmm.
0: he was there. I, I don't want a guy like that. I want to keep a bright young mind like Kyle Smith. I don't want this mm. to be the GM equivalent of letting, you know, another, you know, Sean McVay walk out the door.
2: Yeah, well, they, they're they famous for that. They oh, they, they, they lead the league in that.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you see the Clippers had 27 yeah. points in, in the, the first, first half? half yeah. And it's not just they had 27 points. They gave up 77 Seventy something in nice. the first half in a in a eventual loss. Who do they lose to tonight? I don't even know who they played. Dallas. I just
2: Dallas. Dallas. Yeah.
0: Okay. What the fuck?
2: Well, you know, look, it's the load management. Kawhi Leonard didn't play. Russell Westbrook has played two games. He didn't play tonight. You know, this this is the league now. This is this is it. So you you take games off. Everybody takes a how, day off.
0: How bad is it? For a professional basketball league, in which guys you couldn't pick out of the Osmond family photo, <laughs> making twenty million a year, and they score twenty-seven points just mm. because Kawhi is out—twenty-seven—they're professionals, Andy. This league has got a massive PR issue on its hands, and has nothing to do with the kowtowing to China. Fuck all that noise. That's not what people care about. They care about like what you said. Hey, Russell Westbrook, he's been putting up big stats for the Wizards in two games. <laughs> They're 0-2, but, well, this is what we got. We got yep. stat whore Russell Westbrook, and he takes the night off on night number three. Right, yeah. I, I,
2: I don't know if it's his. He thing, makes $40 million a year. I know, but that, that the, the, the NBA – you know it has compared to some of the other sports has done well i mean they they're they've got young people who are watching them uh the, the the television money keeps going up whatever they're doing they're doing right uh you don't you think know. they have
0: a problem you don't think they have a problem when when uh, james harden uh screws up on his covid test or when he doesn't make himself mm. available he's at parties and then he stands to lose 247 thousand dollars per game because of breaking the rules. You're telling me that's not a
2: bad look for the league? It's a bad look, but what is happening with the people... Now, the, the TV ratings were down, but they were up against everything else. The, it seems to me that the league itself is healthy. I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember, and you probably even you are, in the late 70s, the league was in very, very serious trouble. I know the it was. going to the games, the it's, television... It's, the, it's not in trouble away.
0: now, but I'm just saying... The, the, this is why a lot of us, uh, and I find the NBA highly entertaining. I do yeah. not take it seriously, though, and I don't really get dialed in until May and June.
2: You've got to be right. a real
0: basketball fanatic to give right. a shit about it between now and then. All right, let me end on this with you, Andy. Uh, the great Phil Necro passed away yesterday yeah. or today at the age of 81 years old, a knuckleballer for the ages. One of several brothers who made the major leagues, and he made his money with a, a pitch that is akin to magic, basically, the way it's thrown.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, didn't, he he made his, I guess he didn't become a starter in baseball until he was 28 years old. Uh, his brother Jones threw the same pitch, and they both hung around a long time. And, uh, yeah, it's. it's just, I don't think anybody's throwing it anymore. Is, is there anybody left in baseball doing it? I
0: think Tim Wakefield was the last guy that threw it on the
2: regular. That's, that's seven or eight years, yeah. Uh, seven years. or eight.
0: I think it's 20 years, to be honest with you. Is it that long? I'll, I'll look up Wakefield right now, but, yeah, it's been a while. It's just kind of crazy to think that guys could live on that pitch because yeah. it is just so. it's such a trick pitch, you know?
2: Right, right, but he, you know, and he didn't necessarily know where it was going, and sometimes it would knuckle the right way, and some would, it would knuckle the wrong way. But he won over three hundred games. <laughs> you know, I know uh, that that, and from what I understand, an incredibly nice guy. I don't ever remember meeting him. Played high school basketball with John Havlicek, um, and uh, wore a really bad t- toupee. But what a what a great <laughs> life he had in <laughs> yes, baseball.
0: He did. Uh, Wakefield last pitched in twenty eleven. Okay. And he so went seven years. and eight, so nine years, and mm-hmm. uh, he he pitched until he was forty four years old. Yeah, Tim yeah. Wakefield. Yeah. So rest in peace, Phil Necro. and I guess the art of the knuckleball, the black art, a little piece of that knowledge and know how goes with him. But yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, Andy. As always, a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the snow game in Green Bay, where it's seven nothing Packers right now.
2: Very good. Thanks, right, Dave.
0: See you. Yeah. Bye. I don't know about you, but I get the sense as I look at the clock here, like, oh, 33 minutes. Got the sense that uh, Andy was sort of looking at his watch, going, okay, are you done with me yet? Do you not have your own takes? Can you? Do you really need me on the podcast anymore? <laughs> All right. I uh, had my nephew, Luke, come downstairs, and he was, like, trying to mouth something to me as I'm talking to Andy. And I'm giving him the, hey, man, I'm on the fucking air right now. What do you want? And then I mute my mic and I take my headphone off and I'm like, what? He goes, your pizza's ready. Should I just bring it down? (laughs) Apparently my brother-in-law, Todd, got a fancy 900-degree propane-powered outdoor pizza oven that he's all excited about. A a splurge of $500, which for him – is a big splurge. And I said to him, I go, dude, you got the accessories for this thing? He laughs. He goes, of course I do. He brings it out. He's got the big wooden shuffleboard to get the thing in. And he's got the big spatula to get it out and to turn it. And he's got the cutter and he's got this and that. You bought the dough. You know, it's like a whole thing. He said that there are people in his neighborhood that have these pizza ovens specifically because it is like a thing. You make your own dough. So they wanted to make it tonight, and I think he and the ladies didn't really realize the dough itself takes like two hours (laughs) once you stir it up uh, for it to actually rise. So I'm going to go taste this pizza, see how it really tastes, Then I'm going to sleep here one more night. I'm going to get up and go back to D.C. Exit question. My brother-in-law, Todd, bless his heart, I love him to death, keeps his thermostat at night to 60 degrees 60 degrees does that make my brother-in-law Todd a smart and thrifty b a little bit psychotic or c an absolutely scrooge-like monster i'll take your answers off the air and then we'll see what the answers are by tomorrow That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a great post-Christmas weekend. It's great to be back in the saddle. We're headed for a craptastic Alcoa. Fantastic finish to the NFC East, plus the rest of the NFL. I told you, the three ten to Yuma was going through. COVID was not going to stop this season. And guess what has just pulled into sight on the outskirts of Yuma, Arizona, the 310 train in the form of 16 regulation NFL games on time and ready for the postseason in January. It's a glorious thing. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Every sports fan knows it's not about how you start the season. It's about how you finish. At MyBookie 2020 finishes strong with NFL, college football, and the return of NBA action. Sign up today to receive a halfway deposit match up to $1,000. And while you're at it, ring in the holidays with six days of giveaways. You heard it here first. From December 21st to December 26th, MyBookie's hooking players up with free bets, casino chips, and blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes. And it's all week long. To get in, on the action it's simple sign up make your first deposit and enter promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo to claim your bonus and start taking advantage of the holiday freebies head over to my bookie and discover this year's batch of fun on-site promotions and win big with six days of giveaways this holiday season bet with the best bet with my bookie